Welcome to the Jacked Rabbit Fitness Podcast, where we give you tips and tricks to level up your health and fitness. I'm Coach Brandon, your host, recording from Swamp Rabbit CrossFit, where it's our mission to lengthen and improve the lives of people in the Greenville area by providing the best hour of their day. You can always find out more about life-changing fitness by following us on Instagram, at Swamp Rabbit CrossFit. Now, enough about us. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Jack Rabbit Fitness Podcast. Today, I'm your host, Brandon, and joined by uh, Cindy and Mary, who are members of, of Swamp Rabbit CrossFit, have been here for quite some time now, but have been buddies and exercising together for a whole lot longer than they've been here. And so, welcome, ladies, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so we'll just start kind of with where, wherever the story began. So Mary, if you don't mind, we'll start with you. And um, where'd you grow up? What was, what was life like as a kid for you? Mm. Well, I grew up here in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, I was adopted from a military family uh, in Japan. Okay. Uh-huh. My father, was, he died not long afterwards, so my mother's family was here. So, um, if you see me, you don't expect the voice that comes out of me because I was adopted in Japan and mm-hmm. then brought to South Carolina. So I grew up with a southern accent. Oh yeah, it's uh, very deep. But now there's more uh, Orientals, Asians moving here. That's true. It's, and so it's not as not as uncommon now as it was back then. Yeah, that's true. That's it's been cool. I had a class some time ago where there were out of like ten people in the room less people who were even Americans than people who had, had come from other countries and were, were part of that. So Greenville has become a much more diverse city in the last five, ten years, probably longer than that, but definitely in the last five or ten. Uh-huh. Uh, so as a kid, what were you into? What was what were you interested in? What did you do? Uh, I really was not into sports. Uh, I, I grew up, uh, I was a real prissy little girl. Yeah. So I wore high heels and I was a cheerleader in high school. Okay. But uh, I mean, that was probably the most sports. My mother had me into dance class, so yeah. That's, that's was there a particular style of dance that you thought was the most fun? Oh, we did tap and jazz and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And uh, Cindy, what about you? Uh, I grew up in Malden, and so I've been in this area my entire life. Uh, my childhood was great. <clears throat> We, I had three siblings. We lived out in the country, and we spent our days playing outside all day and climbing trees, running, playing, building tree houses, playing in the creek, whatever. Did uh, Did you go to Malden High School? I did. Go Mavs. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was the first. I started as a freshman the first year that Malden High School. Okay. The new, newer Malden High School. There was yeah. an old Malden High School many years ago. Okay. That's that's cool. We uh, I went when I was in Malden. It was when I went through every school in the area in Greenwood County that was in renovations. So mm-hmm. all of my classes were in portables, and then they had nice new buildings oh, the year okay. after I left mm-hmm. on all of this. So you got the first brand new uh, first year. Um, then. As you were doing that, Mary mentioned she was not so much into sports, but had other interests. Were you playing sports as a kid, or what were you into? Uh, no, not organized sports. Um, like I said, I played with my siblings. We played all the time. Uh, when I got into 
high school, I was playing basketball a little bit, and then I got into the marching band. Okay. Um, towards the end of high school, or maybe right after, um, I started running just for fitness and to try to keep in shape, and um, I did that for a few years. So I'm, I'm going to do what you should never do and say about what year was that when you were kind of finishing up high school? I finished high school in 1977. Okay. And similar? It's 1975. Yeah. So in the 70s, it doesn't seem like personal fitness was a huge thing. Right? That was not a, a big deal. So um, Cindy just mentioned she took up running just for her own fitness. Mary, were you starting to get into anything for fitness at that time? Uh, I'm trying to think. It's been a long time. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, I can remember I went to some gyms and did that kind of sort of thing. But then uh, when I started working, and that's when I met Cindy too, mm -hmm. uh, um, we, we ran together. Yeah. I mean, she worked a different shift, and sometimes we would run for exercise. Then we we became, I guess, running buddies. Okay. And and I just told you the story about we would meet up and try to exercise before work at like six a.m. Work started at seven. Yes. So we uh, we thought, well, we're gonna run. we'd meet up and run downtown on Main Street. Right. And so that was. 40 years ago yeah. is what we just described. Okay, So Greenville downtown Main Street running at 6 a.m. 40 years ago is a lot different than it is now. <laughs> yes, you needed to be running. That's you needed to be running. <laughs> and don't stop. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. You said, yeah, we were, we were dodging some people. And uh, about how many times did you get out and do that before you decided there might be a better way? Uh, I think we just ran a couple of times. I think we did yeah. that a few times. And then sometimes we met out at... Uh, used to be Haywood Mall and ran okay. around the mall and yeah. um, I don't know, just all kinds of crazy things. So in that I'm hearing there was some some commitment to not just the relationship, you found something that you enjoyed to do together and, and being together was a lot of fun, but you thought it's worth it to kind of bend over backwards to find some places and ways that we can exercise and do things. Yes. So what were, what was it about doing that that you felt was worth the commitment at that time? Uh, for me personally, it was my health. I, I wanted to keep my weight under control mainly, so okay. it was probably very vain. <laughs> I think that's a reason why a lot of people start exercising. You know, we, uh, for the most part, we kind of we work for a living, but we don't work for a living. And so, because we're sedentary or we're stuck in one spot doing whatever we're doing, then we got to find ways to exercise and burn those extra calories. That's that's true, but. With uh, with that, um, would you say the same, Mary, or was there something else? No, I, I, I believe that probably was the same. I never played organized sports, and I remember Cindy and some of her friends that she, on night shift, they decided they wanted to join the hospital softball team. And, okay. And uh, they encouraged me, and I said, well, okay. And the first first night, one of the ladies, she went to catch the ball and she broke her nose. Oh no. So after that, that's when I decided organized sports is really not for me. So running seemed like a perfect sport. That's me. great. Yeah, they say wisdom is learning from other people's mistakes. <laughs> right. So I don't, I don't have to get hit in the face with a softball because they're not that soft when they hit you in that's the face. Right. No, and, that's and the truth. And then we discovered this kind of, I, thought, I think it was kind of a groundbreaking place on, uh, right on Augusta and Ferris and it was called Waste Away. 
and it was a like an aerobic studio. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they did kind of the Jane Fonda thing where yeah. they would have the little weights and you would do the step and then the music and all that. And that was a lot of fun. That we was did fun. that. I, I really got into it. You know, I told you I was into high heels and the really oh, yeah. dressing up. So I bought leggings and new little outfits. You could put on a costume, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to motivate you to go exercise. Yeah, but, that's But fun. it was beneficial. I mean, I really could no tell doubt. that you toned. Yeah, that's awesome. And so kind of through the years, as you've been hanging out together, exercising together, can you think of anything that would be um, – just kind of a fun, funny, fond memory that you have of any of those experiences? Anything where you uh, got yourself into trouble running downtown in the morning or where you uh, <clears throat> just had something fond connected to any of that? Well, I, I want to take us a little bit further on. Yeah, for sure. Cindy and I, um, we discovered boot camp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here, here we are. You know, it's summer. The kids are out of school, so you can sleep a little late. Oh yeah. Well, Cindy says, "I found this wonderful place. We really need to try it. It's boot camp." And I said, "Okay." She says, "It starts at six a.m." In the summertime. In the summertime, and I said, "Well, I think it, was uh, <laughs> it might have been <laughs> And I said, "Well, okay. I guess I can try anything for you know for six weeks or something like that." So we go to the 6 a.m. class, and it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's, it's boot camp. Yeah. We have one here in the mornings. And then um, my husband's like, Mary, it's summer. You can sleep late. I know I've signed up for this class. Then the next day I come, and I say, where's Cindy? Where's Cindy? <laughs> you showed up, and she slept in huh? right. on the second day. Uh-oh. And then I think, uh, she said, Mary, I'm going to have to go to the 6.30 p.m. class and not the 6 a.m. class. So I went, and I think I, I tried to do the whole summer. Yeah. And uh, it was fun. But that, that's a funny story for me because I thought, I signed up in the middle of the summer to go to a 6.30 6 6 a.m. I don't even class. have to get up, but here I am doing it anyway. <laughs> so as, as you've been kind of bouncing from thing to thing and, and checking different things out, what, what is it that has kind of captured your attention or has been particularly fun about um, coming here as opposed to, because you said we've done kind of the aerobics thing, uh, which is great. I'm, I, as long as somebody's moving, I'm for it. I want to find ways to get people active. Everybody in the world can't come and work out at our gym. Everybody in our city can't come work out at our gym. It just wouldn't, wouldn't work. So I want people to be active and moving and doing what they can. But what is it about uh, what we've done here that's kept you around for years now? It's not been like a summertime, six months, that was kind of fun, let's, let's go find the next fitness hangout. But you've, you've kind of made a commitment at this point. Yeah, well, along the way, um, I sort of discovered weight training too. And at yeah. this boot camp, she had a little um, side gym. And before that, I think, well, at some point when my children were too young, um, I just got some little dumbbells and I would work out at home. I bought some books and did cool. that sort of thing yeah. at home with dumbbells. And then I decided to get some personal training for a little bit. Um, and do some weight training that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we discovered this boot camp and we started working out with weights there also in addition to boot camp. And and I think we both really like weight training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so 
then we got into yoga for a while um, and kind of away from weight training. Yeah, and if I'm right, Mary, you're a yoga instructor. Both of us. Both have done like the 200 hour certifications or things. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got to missing weight training and uh, my cousin, um, Stacy, Stacy yeah. is a member here and I knew that she really loved CrossFit because she talked about it all the time. Okay. So eventually I asked her if I could come and visit with her um, on a Sunday, bring a friend Sunday. Mm -hmm. And after that I was like hooked on yeah. the first class. So I love weight training and I love to be challenged. Yep. Um, I enjoy the group atmosphere. Um, and I enjoy working out by myself, but I also enjoy being coached. Mm -hmm. um, this particular facility, I really like a lot of things about it. I think the coaches are fantastic. Um, the facility is very nice. The equipment is great. It's clean. I like the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. And the shower areas. Uh, I like the location. So there's a lot of things about this particular gym that I like and CrossFit. I just yeah. love, I'm obsessed with it. Let me, let me back up. So you, you said you originally got into weight training and found that you enjoyed it. What, what were the things that kind of pulled you in and what, what were the things that convinced you that it was worth spending a good bit of time on? Because you've been working really hard at being as strong as you can and building some muscle and some other things. Like what were the, the reasons for that for you? To me, it builds a lot of confidence. Um, I feel strong, I feel confident, empowered, maybe when mm -hmm. I lift weights. And I like that aesthetic, not, you know, big, huge bodybuilding um, aesthetic, but sure. that's great too if people like that. But I like muscles. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of fun. I like to challenge myself and push myself. Yeah, so it's a it's an easy way to see progress. If the goal is to lift a weight X number of times, could you do it one more, or could you add five pounds and try that? Or so there's a lot of, of clear markers of how am I doing with this? Um, when you say confidence, confidence for what? That's always a question I'm curious about when people say confidence. Yeah, but say more. Like what? How does it make you feel confident in life? Mary to be stronger because I mean you're stronger fitter carrying more muscle mass than most of the ladies that are going to be of the same kind of size and weight as you in your age group by a long shot I think so what what is it that makes you feel more confident in life because you know that you can do those things um, I mean I don't think I try to compare myself to other people but I think it just gives me confidence that I can do this and I can if you set your mind to something you can't do it. It's that I can't mm. mentality a lot of times. And, you know, I'm, there's probably been times that I thought, I can't lift 100 pounds, but yeah. I know I can now. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. Because you see recommendations for things, you know, following a procedure or when somebody's of a certain age group or whatever. It's like, don't lift anything that's bigger than this or don't do that. And I know uh, I had a hernia repair. It's probably been four years ago now. And that, like, few months after, it was like, this is what it feels like to be normal. Mm -hmm. It was like, I need somebody to help me do stuff, or like, I'm gonna, I can't move my bed. I need to say, hey, can somebody come and help me move my bed? And that loss of independence, even though it's not a big deal, like, I can ask somebody for help, it's, but 
like the independence that I have from being stronger and more capable is a huge win for me. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that, that... That made me think of something, Brandon. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, please. Um, that if I don't continue my fitness, mm-hmm. I notice very quickly that I begin to get depressed. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge thing for me to, mm-hmm. to keep my mental state healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some, and I know it, it uh, produces endorphins and it's just good to be fit and to exercise and to move your body and to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's huge for me too, is to keep myself mentally um, in a good place. Yeah, it's, it's interesting uh, speaking about that. The, one of the best predictors of ways to make yourself happy is to have something that's difficult that matters to you and then make progress on it. Because it's really the, the making the progress is what uh, gives you the dopamine release that makes you feel like, oh, that's, that's great. Um, I feel happy. I feel engaged. I feel like something matters and I can kind of keep moving with this. It's weird because sometimes we think it's going to be the attainment of the thing. But you both know this, having set goals and reached them in the gym. It's like, okay, well, I lifted this weight. Now what? It's cool for a minute. High fives. Yay. And then, all right, I need another thing to chase. I need something else that matters to me to work on and, and to, to challenge myself and to feel like I'm doing something difficult. Um, I find a similar thing where if I'm not engaged with something that matters to me, I start feeling pretty drifty and listless pretty quickly. And that's not usually a, a recipe for a happy life. So that's cool. That's a great observation. I, I have a thought I wanted Please. to expound on. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about that, I, that you may not be able to do something. When I was, people think they can't do something. Yeah. But when I was pregnant, I remember I exercised even during pregnancy. And mm-hmm. uh, my family members at that time, the, the train of thought was, if you're, if you're pregnant, you don't exercise. You could hurt Don't yourself. do anything. Don't but, even lift a laundry basket. I know, right? but I, yeah. I continue to exercise all during my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it helped. helped delivery now it's amazing when you look around and you see pregnant women crossfitting you know yeah sure so uh how times have changed over over that period and another thought i had was um when i was when we talked about uh, weight training yes when uh i i was at the sports club and i did this body pump class where you lifted weights but it wasn't real heavy weights but you did repetition Mm -hmm. and uh i i had cancer 20 years ago yeah. and I uh, had to go through the chemo and radiation but I continued to do the boot camp the weights I could do the aerobic classes because it was it just made me too short of breath yeah. but it kept me strong it kept me feeling like I was in control of something in my life yes. and uh, it kept my confidence up in my it kept, it kept me from being depressed at that time yeah so that was when I realized that weight training really helps helps you. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, I got back into some aerobics, but I sure. continued the weight training. So. Yeah. Um, I guess that, but that was 20 years ago. Uh, this month. So. This month. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. That's a big deal to be 20 years post dealing cancer. with that. Yeah. That's that's incredible. That. No, you had cancer twice. Oh, twice. I had, yeah. I had it twice. I had twi- I had it in 2002, 2012. Okay. And so this year in May, it's been a real struggle for me to. I wonder if it's going to pop back up. Yeah. But I just got all my bill of health. Clean bill of Clean health. Bill of health. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's great news. So that 30-year mark was kind of, oh, okay. Yeah. 
That, but, I mean, but that's huge. Enough about me. That's okay. That's okay. That's why you're here. We want to talk about you. Uh, so that experience 20 years ago, going through cancer treatment, a lot harder than it is now. Okay. It's amazing what has been done over the years to make those treatments more accessible and not quite as miserable for the patient. 10 years ago, it's probably better than it was 20 years ago. We've recently had another member uh, who went through breast cancer treatment and uh, she said similar things, that the exercise helped her not have to take as many of the uh, anti-nausea medications and some of the other complicating things that are supposed to be just to make you feel a little bit better. Um, and so because she was able to take less medication, she felt like she recovered better week over week and kind of knew what the cycle was going to be and knew if she got the workouts in that was going to help move things through her body a little bit better. And so I think would say a similar story and she's in her fifties and would say, yeah, it was a huge part of feeling connected, feeling apart. Uh, when you were doing the weight training, were you getting to, you were getting to go to the gym, see the people that you wanted to be around. So that community, the tribe piece of that is so huge from what I understand about going through cancer treatment, having not had to do it myself, but being able to stay connected to people and feel like there's a reason to keep working and pushing and going through all that stuff. Uh, I learned recently that there's a surprisingly high number of people who don't do all of the treatment they're supposed to just because it makes them feel so miserable. But being in kind of groups where everybody goes, you know what, I'm miserable too, but I'm going to do it. And that you actually get a significant uptick in uh, compliance with that as you go. Uh, I, have see. To, I have to say one more thing. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> I'm interrupting. No. Um, and you ask about CrossFit. Sure. So I wanted to say that I really, this year, being 30 years and so far no cancer diagnosis, yeah. I have to say that CrossFit, I attribute most a lot of it to CrossFit. Yeah. I started CrossFit and they, they call it a metabolic syndrome when you have cancer a lot of times. That kind of mm -hmm. promotes that cell growth. Mm -hmm. So with CrossFit, you do all the aerobics and the weight training and you start losing a lot of this yeah. And um, when I when I started my my lab levels, my A1C was starting to climb. Mm -hmm. My triglycerides, my but since then, since I've been doing CrossFit, they've all dropped and Do they've you, stayed. They've stayed yeah. in in good condition. Do you remember what the A1C score was when you started to feel concerned about it? Uh, it was yeah, six point. Six or something like okay, that. Okay, so that's I'm, relatively I'm about, high. I'm, I'm yeah. about point eight now. That's so, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for people who are listening that aren't as familiar, that's kind of a three-month average of your blood sugar. Right. And if it's up in the sixes, we're kind of pre-diabetic and mm -hmm. starting to get concerned about those things. I was that when I was pregnant too, but you know I wasn't Just pregnant. Diabetes. I wasn't pregnant yeah. then, but I had I had this little round inner tube around here. Yeah. Sure. Right. And then becoming fitter, and so. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking, when you kind of started to become aware of those things and thought, I got to do something about this? Well, I guess I was 54. 54. So what I hear when I hear that is it's not too late. It's not too late. And now you'd say quality of life is better than it was at 54 because yeah. of the, the changes you've made. Mm -hmm. um, and that was eight years ago? Ten years. Ten years ago? Ten years ago. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's pretty wild because most people probably think in their 50s, if they're starting to go downhill in their health, which uh, that's just a normal thing that happens, right? 40s, you're really involved with kids or whatever's going on in life and you start to kind of let yourself slip a little bit. 50s, 
you got 10 years of five pounds a year kind of climbing up on you, you start to get bad news from the doctor, and a lot of people just say, this is just how it is. Well, I think if you accept the norm, then that's what you will achieve. Hmm. Um, and I, I just don't believe that. So. Yeah. Well, obviously. Neither <laughs> one of you are normal. I have to attribute CrossFit to Cindy. Cindy's okay. like, Mary, I found this great CrossFit gym, and I'm like, you know, and I'm I'm kind of a cheapskate too. I don't okay, to spend okay. a lot of money. Sure, sure. So she found one that I could go to. Um, I had a Groupon. Yeah. And uh, once I went, I was hooked. You know, I lo- I grew up in the rock and roll area. area okay. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. So I had rock and roll music. I loved to I loved to run and do all these things. Yeah. And uh, so I I went um, and I had to. I have to give credit to Cindy for the cross. Great. Hey, membership. good friends are hard to find, much less one that'll keep you uh, keep you on the straight and narrow for 40 years. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a good friendship. Uh, so, as as you've been working through that or seeing other people come into the gym, you know, we we have a lot of people who are moving to Greenville or kind of coming to the area who are in that that age demographic. They're in their 50s or in their 60s, and they're thinking. You know, I don't know if, if I should really get involved with something where I'm going to be lifting weights. I, I've always understood that to be something that was a little bit higher risk or uh, whatever. What would you say to your peers who are thinking about it, but they're kind of nervous about it? They're not sure. They feel intimidated, which is super normal coming into a new space where you're not sure exactly what's going on. Um, but why should they do it? For yourself, for your health. You should do it, um, and and don't be afraid to do it. I think it's really important to spend that one-on-one time with a coach if you're starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and even we weren't starting basically from scratch. We uh, had some weight history, sure. training history, and mm-hmm. and fitness history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can remember um, working with Megan a few times and I was so terribly sore. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to kind of break in that way. Now, if you, if you choose not to, that's fine too, but um, I think it helps you build your confidence and yeah. you can observe the class from afar and then eventually you can work yourself into that. But why? Why is it? Yeah, why is it why is it important? What's the what are the benefits that you are now realizing as fit and strong six-year-old ladies that you feel like you wouldn't have if you weren't doing this? Like what's the what's the payoff? Heck, I'm healthy. My husband and I are re rebuilding our back deck. That's hard work. It is hard work. Um so I can do things like that. Um I can I can stay fit and healthy and move and active doing whatever I want. So that's really important to me. Yeah. So I I hear, I think we said it a little bit earlier, but kind of the independence. Mm -hmm. It says, I don't have to wait for somebody. I don't have to do something on their time frame. I don't have to hire somebody to come do stuff that I can do. I'm, I'm free to go. You all go to the beach regularly and you can just go and play and enjoy. And it's not... Uh, a big struggle to do those things. I know that there's lots of people who it's a struggle to move around in the house in their 60s and that just makes the rest of life really difficult when it's the case whereas you guys are bebopping around town doing whatever you want whenever you want which is a pretty awesome thing to have that freedom for sure. Um, 
Are there any things that you think of, Mary, with I'm, that? I'm just thinking a lot of times people just don't allow their self or give their self permission. Okay. And, and you know, coming to the gym, uh, it gives me that confidence. And then I'm around positive people who are active. And I don't know, it's just... It's contagious a little contagious, bit. Contagious, yeah. Yeah, when you're, when you're around those positive influences. That's, uh, you know, the, they say you run with dogs, you get fleas kind mm -hmm. of thing. So the people you're around are going to rub off on you a little bit. So um, thinking about that and coming in, Cindy, you mentioned doing some one-on-one -on -one training. And I just want to describe, if you're listening to this and you're in uh, this group where you're thinking, I don't know if this is for me, I don't know if I'm able that our process now has changed over the years. It's different than when you two started um, because we, we feel like we keep learning. And as we learn, we wanna provide a better experience and a well, better wealth or better thought out experience for people coming in. So our, our initial training now, there's some assessment that goes on where if Cindy comes in and she's been fit and, and pretty active for most of her adult life, then the starting process looks a little different than if she comes in and we find out that she's lacking range of motion and that she's not done much in the last 10 years. That's okay, we can work with that. But we're gonna assess first because you probably don't wanna to go to a doctor who's not gonna examine you before they write you a prescription. Probably don't wanna to go to a mechanic who's just gonna start working on your car before they find out what's going on and what's wrong. You probably don't wanna have a coach who's just gonna tell you here's the cookie cutter approach before they've looked at you and listened to you and found out what's important to you and what's challenging you right now, and then put a plan together that you both believe will work so that we can get going. Then we wanna do some acclimation. So you mentioned being super sore as you were getting started. Mary, did you have a similar experience? Oh, yes. Yeah. And so we, we wanna acclimate to the work. So sometimes people think they're gonna to come to the gym and it's just go with the sharks and the 20 year olds are gonna be doing the, work, the workout with me and I gotta keep up. That's not the case at all. We would rather individually help you acclimate to the workouts and in doing that, kind of teach you what's appropriate for you. Because I'm almost 40, still just a young buck, but I don't try to keep up with the 25 year olds because they're just younger and fitter and have more time to devote to it and all those good things than I do. Um, and I'm in pretty good shape for a 40 year old. So being able to find your space, have a coach kind of guide you through that process and then can you tell me, as you were coming in, even with some previous fitness experience, did you learn about how to move, how to be safe, how to be effective with what you were doing? Oh, absolutely. And all, all the different types of lifts that I hadn't had any exposure to, uh, learning how to just hold up a barbell and, and handle that safely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and did you feel nervous about getting started, either of you, as you were getting going with, with training with us? Very nervous. What what made you feel nervous? It's just a, a, an experience that I had wasn't familiar with, mm -hmm. different new people, a mm -hmm. new environment, so yeah, it's definitely scary. Yeah, did we do anything that put you at ease as you were getting into that process? Everybody is so friendly. Yeah. Just smiles and friendly and welcoming to me. That was me at least. Excellent. Good. Yeah, because I, I know that it's it's common to feel kind of intimidated, but at the same time, it's easy to say from having been in the building for ten years. But people uh, people come in and find out really quickly that they're welcome and that all that we really ask for is effort. You know, if you'll be intentional, then we'll be intentional and and, and kind of hold your hand through that process. 
Um, Mary, did you have similar experiences when you were getting started? Were you a little nervous about it? Or were either of you worried about injury as you got started? That's always my concern is injury. I want to be safe at, you yep. know, uh, at, at this age, if you really injure yourself, you set yourself back and it takes longer to recover. So sure. uh, what I found is the coaches here are very observant. Okay. And they, uh, if you're doing something or you, if you need to move a certain direction, they give you that feedback. So, um, I mean, I love it. That's, That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like the coaches are approachable? Yes. So if you Absolutely. had a question or you didn't feel like you were moving in a way that was safe or you just weren't sure, mm-hmm. you could always just go and ask. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and and they don't hold back to when you have a training session. You know, they, they'll sure. tell you right, yeah. right there and then. Will help out quite a bit. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I'm just trying to think of the things that somebody might ask and say, well, I don't want to get hurt. Well, no, we don't want you to get hurt because, mm-hmm. like you said, injuries are big setbacks. And the longer you train, uh, somebody, another member uh, who's in his 50s sent me a message that he, he saw something recently. And the way that we've been programming, you've probably noticed a difference, is, is more about durability and longevity than it is about maximum performance. Um, and so he said durability is better than ability. Mm-hmm. So if I have the choice between being able to squat 50 pounds for the rest of my life or squatting 300 pounds once and then not being able to do anything after that, I'll pick the first one. Right. right? And so I think that's even just the aim of our community is that we're going to have people who are in their 50s and 60s exercising in their 80s and maybe their 90s. And it'd be cool to have a member who was 100 one day if we could uh, kind of see something like that carried, carried to the end. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, now, I, I yeah. think we might think of some, another reason, and you said why. Yep. Uh, my mother uh, died okay. with dementia. Yeah. And so that's been a big driver for me in the most recent, you know, eight years or so. It's mm-hmm. been a mm-hmm. big driver for me to be fit. and. Uh, watch my nutrition. Yes. That's yeah. There's some speculation that that some of the dementia-like things could be kind of type three diabetes, where it's a elevated blood sugar all the time and the damage that that can do to your brain. So, as you were mentioning, Mary, as you got started exercising, the the combo what we often see happen is somebody starts taking care of themselves with fitness. And then they start to realize that, well, if I eat a little bit better, if I drink a little bit more water, I'll actually feel better when I go to the gym and I'm enjoying that. So I want to, and it kind of cascades and we start making better decisions all around the board. Now we have people who can help with nutrition guidance with a registered dietitian on our team and and other things and physical therapy. If we have issues, we have friends that we can refer out to. Um, But seeing, seeing people take care of their general health, um, is really where we we hope to be the healthcare providers of the future, where we can say we get to spend five hours a week with you instead of ten minutes once a quarter or once a year with you, like your your primary care physician might. And how can we have an influence that helps you, and then maybe even is generational? One thing that I have to say, I know, I like I've always exercised all my yeah. life. Yep. So when you said. Um, being fitter, I'm trying to think exactly what you said that brought this to my mind, is that as you get older, in your 50s mm-hmm. and 60s, mm-hmm. weight training is key. Even though I had exercised all my life, my A1C had climbed, mm-hmm. at, just like when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. But lifting heavy weights mm-hmm. has dropped that um, 
has broken that chain. Makes a huge difference. Okay. Yeah. And, and doing those deadlifts, doing those, yes. I mean, it, it, the core, it builds the core and mm -hmm. that, that sheds that abdominal there. Yeah, excellent. And, and it's uh, it's normal when somebody hits their 50s to lose 4% of their strength a year mm -hmm. if they don't do anything to work on it. And 4% compounding mm -hmm. from 50 to 80 is very significant, right? Um, and then muscle mass at a, a 1% to 3% a year if we're not doing anything. But if we're doing the heavy resistance training, if we're eating protein, if we're you know having those things happen, then longevity, uh, your health span gets pushed way out. That independence time gets pushed way out. So it's a huge deal. Maybe when you're 25, you're not thinking so much about what's life like gonna be like at 75, but when you're 65, you're definitely thinking about what's life gonna be like at 75. And uh, if it's gonna be awesome at 75, awesome at 50 is really great. So that we can be uh, coming down from the, the top of Everest instead of from, uh, Paris Mountain here in Greenville to, to sea level. So that's awesome. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't? And it's okay if the answer is no. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing some of your experience and the, the benefits you've had from training and everything that we've got going on. It's uh, it's cool to hear the, the story of uh, being 20 years cancer free plus 10 years cancer-free in, in those cases, so 30 years combined between those things and, and how uh, fitness has played a big part and in terms of cognitive health and mental health, emotional health, and how fitness has played a big part. Like we really believe that this is a holistic thing and we want everybody to have a part of that. So that's cool. So thanks so much for Thank being you. a part. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to the Jackrabbit Fitness Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you got just one little useful nugget that will help you out today, consider heading over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star review. really helps to get the word out and share these tips and tricks about life-changing fitness with friends and family. You can find out more about Swamp Rabbit CrossFit by following us on Instagram or on Facebook at Swamp Rabbit CrossFit, or you can visit the website at SwampRabbitCrossFit.com. We hope this episode is part of the best hour of your day and we'll catch you on the next one.